Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world. My name is Ryan Williams, and you are listening to the Talking Dirt Podcast, episode number nine. Welcome back to the show, and once again, welcome to the show, uh, the the co-host of the Talking Dirt Podcast. The uh, the the he's not quite the madman, but he's the the Marion Mini Man. We'll say for now, Matt Pridgen back with us once again after a, a great weekend of racing uh, for himself. Great weekend of racing for myself as well, and a great weekend for racing. In general, Matt, first um, first off, it, w- it was kind of hectic this past weekend. We'll talk about your race a little bit later on, but are you, you feeling kind of, at this point, are you feeling more like, I guess, are you feeling good about the run that you had with, with what you had? Well, yeah. I mean, it, I I want to talk about it, but I want to wait, you know. Okay, till we'll the, wait until the, till the we, late view we have, a, we have a bad habit of we'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> And then, and then I got to go back over it later. We do, we do. Uh, so I, I will we'll just uh, wait, wait for that. Yeah, but I, I will start the podcast by saying it is a b- abysmal, rainy, dreary evening here oh, in God, uh, beautiful yeah. South Carolina. It is absolutely horrible outside. Um, lightning striking every about twenty seconds, and uh, to make matters even worse, I'm stuck at the house. Uh, there was a a positive COVID nineteen test in the household so i have been told by my work that i have to stay out for five days not what i wanted at all um even though i mean hey i'm not going to complain i get to sit at the house while it's 105 degrees outside and i'm not driving a, a uh driving a truck all day i'll take air it conditioned vehicle it's not an air conditioned vehicle <laughs> oh it's not just one thing a lot of people don't know about the company that i work for um I'm on ups I know, dude. A lot of people don't know it. We don't have air conditioners. They they tried it at one point, and with cutting the truck off and on so much, uh, it was killing batteries and whatever else. So they just kind of did away with the air conditioners. They give some of the some of the trucks fans. Uh, all, funny fact: all of them have heat, but no AC. So wintertime, wow. we're cool. We got heat, whatever. Summertime, yeah, bro. You better open them doors and let it flow through. And it's hot air at that. So that that kind of sucks, but. The beginning of this week was was a nice. It was nice. It was, and then it got real hot yesterday, but it was the the uh, weather and wind kind of kept it decent. Today it was absolutely scorching, and uh, I guess luckily and unfortunately at the same time I've had to stay home during it. So uh, yeah, that that's pretty cool, Matt. Um, how's the weather looking in your neck of the woods? Well, not just the weather, but how is how is life going in the prison household right now? Uh. I mean, normal about as always. I mean, that's good. You know, I taken taken a few nights out of the shop. Not gonna lie, but uh-huh. we gonna get through this weekend. Then we are gonna get back heavy on it Monday. That's right. That's right. Now you're not doing any racing this weekend, are you? No, no. Okay, now Saturday. Saturday. Hey, another week. Oh, Mama Pridgen's birthday is Saturday. Y'all, y'all tell her a happy birthday if you if you know her on. If you got her on Facebook or anything, but happy birthday to she big old Mama Pridgen. Oh, she whatever, same thing. You can send it to Matt's Facebook. I don't care. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Mama Pridgen, coming up very soon. Uh, so I, we're also off this weekend at Sumter. I was, I was actually now that I had the day off, I was, I was going to try and sneak my way up to Cherokee and just. Um, I know that's a, that's. Well, I forgot about that. It's not what you're oh, supposed to do during got, a quarantine, yeah. but uh, they ended up getting canceled, canceled, so I don't have to worry about it yeah. anyways. Um, but you can go on Dirt Vision and watch Summer Nationals. Yeah, Summer Nationals last night was crazy. Matt, they yeah. ran that fit. They ran a fifty lap A main at Peoria last night in just over nine minutes. 
Yeah, that was the so Summer Nationals late models. Bobby Pierce ended up winning that one. I mean, uh, if you fourth. really think about it, if you really think about sorry, but if you really think about it, you own a track where you turn, I don't know what times they were turning there, but I know, say, at like Sumter, you can turn 14 second laps. Uh huh. If you think about it, mm, that's that, yeah. Okay. A, a, race, a race should be done in way under five minutes. I mean, I don't know what the math is off the top of my head, but way under five minutes. I remember. I was racing go-karts one time and you know how go-karts are. They don't throw yeah. cautions. I was in nope. uh, Batesburg. I was at I 20 and I was sitting at the trailer and I was, you know, paying attention to when they were throwing the green flag and checker flag. And I was looking at times cause I was keeping up with the tire prep uh -huh. and, um, you know, I was timing the races and they were, those were lasting, I think like four minutes. Don't quote me on that because that was, well over probably I don't know how long ago that was. That was probably thirteen, fourteen years ago maybe. Okay. Like that. But yeah. Races shouldn't take very long. <laughs> and then you get on our our end of the spectrum and they're taking an hour, forty five right. minutes to an hour. So for fifteen to twenty laps, so fifty in nine minutes was pretty pretty astonishing and Bobby Pierce trying to do the hell tour thing again. Nick Hoffman won in modifieds. Uh, Nick I mean, Hoffman who doing, else doing is his thing again. Right. Summer national modified. I mean, when you got you got Kenny Wallace that that'll run with him occasionally, and some of the other guys, Strimmy and in the bunch, they'll they'll be quick. And, and I'm not trying to discredit them. I'm really not. But Nick Hoffman's just he, he's that guy in the modifieds. I mean, I watched him 100%. on night one. He he started. It was somewhere in the top five, and within like three laps, he had a straightaway lead. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, no, none of them guys can really touch him right now. I mean, last year he won all the summer national races but one. That's right. And, and did he even sure go he might to that again. one? I don't, I'm not sure. I think, I think he did. I think he finished top five, but that was a year yeah. ago. I don't remember at this point. So with the with that race last night, we obviously, Matt, had a lot of a lot of pretty good racing uh, this past weekend. Of course, your big late model touring series, uh, they took off for um, was the the Eldora Million and the in the Dirt Late Model Dream, uh, and that that was kind of the most unfortunate part of the whole weekend. the The big killer to the weekend was the the Dream getting postponed, but they they did get the million in. Uh, like they said, night. it's not a big Eldora event without rain. Oh, 100%, dude. You remember, uh, did you watch this live about eight years ago now? The the day that they, they took the green flag, it, it wasn't raining on the front straightaway in turn four, but it had started raining down in turn one. They take the green flag for a heat race, and everybody piles up in the turn one fence. I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm you haven't seen that? that? Oh, look it up, dude. It is amazing. I think that's one of the years that Bloomquist ended up, ended up winning the dream as well if if I my memory's serving me correctly. But yeah, look that up. That's pretty interesting. I've never I've never had that happen uh, that I've witnessed in real life. Now we have had way back when at, at Sumter, it'll seem like it is pouring rain everywhere else in Sumter County, but the racetrack is dry. We have that happen a lot. And I'm not sure I'm not sure if it has to do something with the way it's geographically geographically set up. Or, or what the deal is, but I've seen that happen a lot, dude. Have you ever seen something like that, Matt? Where, it, like, the the weather seems to either hit the racetrack weirdly or just avoid it and, and not, you know, mess with it, like the gods of racing or looking not down on you smiling? 
but I have seen again another go kart story. It was a big race, and I I had qualified outside pole. I think we were at Danny's, mm-hmm. and a big rain came through, and it went it hit us, and then it went out into the distance. Mm-hmm. Well, you could see the sky was darker in the area where the rain was coming down at. And it literally looked the length of the track. So it went down and then you started watching it come back. Uh Uh-huh. Then there was no more. After that pass, there was no more. And literally the fact that it was just about pretty much the length of the track. That's crazy. I I thought that was crazy. I ended up finishing that race. I I led that whole race until... Like last two laps, my tires oh, were going away. Oh man, that's that's got to be a sucky feeling. I've never, obviously, I've, oh, I've never been in that man. position. But it, dude, if you're leading one of these big races, like dude. a couple of drivers I've seen before, you lead like the first twenty five laps, and then your tires go away in a big late model race or something. That's got to be like oh, the most ejecting feeling. I was there. There's there's a big race at um Danny's that they've always had. I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the Junior Johnson. This was way before then. Um, I was uh, the the showdown. I think is what it, it what it was called. I <laughs> I qualified pole, led the whole race. On the last lap, I spun out coming off a of two. Oh no! Yeah. It that yeah that wasn't that wasn't good. I think I saw that. I've seen that happen once or twice. More uh, actually, coming off of turn number four, I've seen it happen once. That was uh, that was how Dalton Dabbs got his first career win. I remember that one just a few years ago. He did a talking dirt interview the next week. If y'all haven't seen that from a couple years ago, I'll go back in the uh, the talking dirt Facebook logs and go find that video with Dalton, a uh, young Dalton Dabbs, back when he had just graduated high school back in 2020. Uh, did an interview with him, a sit down interview after a week after he won his first race, and he was still. I'm very pumped about that, but it, that win came in about the same way. Just followed a guy and into turn number four on the very last lap, and he, I think the guy, he either spun or popped a tire. I don't remember who it was, but that's how he got his first win. So, I, yeah, I, I've seen it happen, but luckily I've never had it happen to me. But uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, to you. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get somebody to put me in a ride here soon. So I might, I might, uh, I might experience it one day. You never know. You never know. Never know. So, uh, being that we were talking about a little bit, let's talk about uh, the Dirt Lake Model Million at Eldora, Matt. I know you, did you see any of the prelim features or anything? Obviously, we go over our picks. Um, The only one of us, the only one of us that were really right. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I had the most correct in all of my drivers. Sure, yeah, yeah. Pretty much top five on all I did, But I did tell you that Fergie would win a prelim. If nothing oh, else, no. look, dude, I, I said he was going to win that night. I just didn't know the format. Uh-huh. So I didn't think I didn't know that Chris Madden and Chris Ferguson were going to be in the in the same feature. But I mean, they finished one, too. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100 percent. Those two were on fire. That's the best I've seen Chris Madden at Eldora in a long time. And how about and then, the track crew at Eldora, dude? Oh, my gosh. They they completely dug up that place and re. re- repacked it in like two days and surprisingly held up pretty well but i did see a bunch of holes 
bad when it's going into the turns. They made it better, but it's not fixed. No, definitely 100% not fixed. Not 100%. There was a couple of times, I want to say it was like Ashton Winger or somebody who wasn't quite as experienced on Eldora that would go into the corner one lap and be the fastest car on the track and pull to within a tenth of the leader and then hit that hole and just lose like three spots. I I think it was turn three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, They got really, really bad. But um, Thursday night, dude. I just want to point out, though, hmm. them Carolina boys are showing out the first night. You're dang right. Trent, they were, Trent freaking dude, Ivy, dude. That pass on the last lap, come on. I, I haven't seen anything like that this year. Nothing that yeah. exciting, dude. Oh, my gosh. Hats off to Jonathan Joyner and, and Hunt the Front Racing. Those guys did tremendous, but nobody was stopping Ivy on the last lap. Let me just tell you that for a fact. He, he got the biggest head of steam I've ever seen. Of course, granted, uh, Joyner was running the the very bottom of the racetrack, but dude, Ivy went past him like a missile. And, the funny uh, thing is, I saw the video on the hunt, or I saw the I saw the pass on the hunt the front video. I, I didn't <laughs> watch it. I was just scrolling through Facebook and I seen everybody posting about Trent Ivy. I'm like, okay, what happened? <laughs> yeah, he he blasted some doors and he got into the uh, yeah. Eldor Million. So yeah, Ivy gets in. I don't think did Dalton Wilson make the show. I don't believe so. I don't know, but I do know he started fifth in the feature uh, on a pre on the prelim night. Yeah, that was the the dream uh, prelim. You know that that's no, 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 kind of that suck. That was a million prelim. Oh, that was a million prelim. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what they're gonna do I with the uh, the dream now. Are they gonna restart the event completely? Or are they gonna pick up on lap thirteen because they had gotten. To uh to lap thirteen of the dream before the rain came, of course um they postponed oh, it to the same weekend as the uh, the world one hundred. So I'm not sure if they're going to completely restart that race. Um, if they don't, I would to love do. to uh, I'd love to talk my driver into going up there and trying to win two races that weekend. Well, I don't if they if they're doing that, they're not going to start completely over. I think they'll just pick up from where they were. Well, what if you don't have your same 24th that show up? See, that's where it gets tricky. That's, I guess, that's where it gets very tricky. I guess you have a Concy. I don't know. Maybe. And you start from start with 83 to go, or 87 then, to go. Yeah, but then you'd be 13 laps down. Exactly. That, that's where it would be I don't very know difficult. How, I don't know, I don't know what they're, they're going to do. do. I guess yeah. they're gonna, we're going to find out. My, my guess is they're going to restart the race. They're going to lock in everybody that was there originally and transferring the rest. I don't know, but they got the work cut out for them. That's way for that's in September. So we ain't got to worry about that right now, but talking a little bit about the, uh, the dirtly model million, uh, nobody was touching him, Matt, uh, Jonathan Davenport goes to victory lane, uh, with, with, uh, tires that look like they hadn't been touched. I don't know if you did. You see that um, there was a picture floating around Facebook after of the two the two rear tires that were pulled off the forty nine car for uh, for testing. Dude, they look like I they hadn't even been touched. I, I don't know if it was goat pee. I, I don't know what was going on. But Man, <laughs> tire prep tire prep's gonna make it softer and wear out faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just talking junk. Uh, but yeah, hats off to Jonathan Davenport. The uh, Million dollar Superman, I think they're calling him now, which is pretty fitting. I like it. Um, 
wasn't really challenged in that race if, if we'll uh if we'll say that i mean madden gets in there late throws a challenge chris well, ferguson man, chris ferguson finishes t-mac was on him that's right T dude did you see excuse me they were t-mac and a couple other drivers had worked the track down so low that they were running across the concrete that comes out of pit road at all the way that's that. that has to have eaten tires up dude like, I don't know how T-Mac was able to finish that race without having problems because going across concrete like that would destroy those late model tires. Or yeah, maybe I not. I might, I might be completely wrong. I'd, I'd, but from what I've always heard and seen, that that couldn't have been good for tires, but he I obviously mean, finished the, the race. Got, I mean, the thing you got to look at is concrete's going to be way more abrasive than clay. Exactly. Whatever yeah. they use. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it, it would wear out tires on Oh, they kept it from doing that. But. I'm not. Well, either way, it was working for T-Mac, but obviously uh, Davenport was able to clear him once again and, and shoot off there. How about, Matt, I think there were, what, six cars on the lead lap maybe? At one point, Brandon Shepard at around like lap 50, 55, he gets put a lap down, realizes who had just passed him and that he was now a lap down, and then guns it gets back around Davenport only to be held up by a slower car and he goes back another lap down before a caution would fly. I thought that was oh, super man. unfortunate uh for yeah. Bishop because he had a freaking hot rod, dude. Um I mean that just doesn't happen. Bishop just doesn't get lapped like that. That's no, Bishop doesn't well freaking twenty other drivers got lapped in that race too. Started twenty four okay, what, eighteen other drivers. There were six or seven on the lead lap. So, I mean, dude, that's nuts that for, uh, Davenport was able to lap all the way up to the sixth spot. Chris Ferguson comes home in the fifth spot, I think, in that race. And he's one of the last cars on the lead lap. That just doesn't happen. Even right. in a 100-lap race, that does not happen. You don't you don't have somebody that will lap all the way up to the fifth spot. So, yeah, that, Davenport's on a freaking rail, dude. And then, unfortunately, I don't know if you saw this, but they were having – some major motor problems the next day um, for the for the dream, and uh, they they weren't looking too hot. Hey, none of the dream, but now hey, you got a two month break before you got to actually race it. So they should they could easily be able to figure everything out and get back and win another hundred and something grand to add on to the million already. All right, so picking back up. Um, Sorry about that, guys. Sorry yeah, Matt uh, had a little bit of internet out. That storm and knocked my internet out. Knocked out the internet there for, for a hot second. But uh, how about this? Um, continuing on with some racing from this past weekend, Matt I actually had a uh, an article go out in the the Sumter Item. Uh, hopefully, it it goes out on Friday, I believe. Uh, so today is as you're hearing this. Had an article go out in the Sumter Item recapping our our weekend at Sumter on. Last couple of races we've had out there, actually. So uh, for the the fans, I'm going to do a detailed review of Sumter Speedway this past weekend, based off of the article that I wrote for the uh, the Sumter item. So let me pull that up real quick, uh, just to let you guys know. This past weekend, we hosted the um, the Southern Vintage Racing Series for the first time ever. They were a blast to watch. Had uh, I think nine, eight or nine cars show up for that one. So first time and only time. I'm a I'm going to make a quick comment. I know I said what I said on the podcast last week, but something mm -hmm. came up. My dad had to umpire a state tournament in, in uh, Dillon. 
and we by the time he got home we would not have been able to make it to, to something i mean y'all were getting ready to start hot laps and you called me and i said i'm still at the house i ain't even loaded up yet I hadn't hadn't even loaded up for lakeview yet so yeah, i mean so. i you weren't uh you did miss a heck of a late model race i'll tell you that and you you kind of missed but out I on that one i want to apologize it's all that. good man you chose to race somewhere 30 minutes away from the house rather than drive an hour and a half nobody can blame you but uh next time we race i i do expect you to be there um so Not yeah the next the, time <laughs> well the the next time that your kind of class race I, I wouldn't expect you to drive to run with a ultimate. normal race a normal race yeah well, i wouldn't expect you to run with ultimate that one's gonna be fun by the way too I, I really um, hope that I, I can stay healthy and, and not catch anything and be around for that race because that, that's going to be a fun one. I'm, I don't know if I want to say this. Oh, well, <laughs> don't, 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 don't say so, anything yet. Don't say anything yet? Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. but <laughs> All right. You, well, you can cut this part out if you want right. to. Right. Um, but I start, when I started out this year, one of my plans was to race in a super race at Sumter. I think I could. Okay. You know, I might be able to not win, of course, but maybe do a little halfway competitive. Because I I think you'd be halfway competitive. I'm gonna put it to you this way: I've looked at lap times after lap times after lap times. Okay. And just about every time I compare lap times, like my times are up there in the top ten. Uh huh. But you know, track tracks different night to night. So I mean, that's but. I'd be around there. Um, and the last time I went to a super race at Sumter, there were a couple six oh fours out there, and they were yeah. actually running really good. And that was the uh, that was the first Gibbons race, right? That was, um, or was that the ultimate race last year? That I don't I remember that was, many. That was the clash race last year. Last year or the year before? The one where Banjo got in the wreck. Oh, that was last year then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Clash race. I didn't know there the were ultimate. any 604s out there. Yeah, there were two. Oh, I had Kale no Green idea. And, um, oh, yeah, Kale was in a 604. That's right. I didn't know. And Zach. I didn't know that Zach was in a 604. I thought he was in a, a Super. No. Or a, a 525 at, at least. Oh. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd honestly love to see that. You try, uh, try the 604 and get a decent payday because. Hey, they pay pretty good for last place, just like they do for just first place. The only thing is, I hope the track's not as hooked up as it was the Steel Block Bandit race. If it is, oh, I do yeah. not stand a chance. Well, hey, uh, track the track prep crew's done an excellent job this year at Sumter. I'll, I'll give my, I'll tip my hat to them. We started, we had a couple of, of uh, rough nights since then. They, they've really figured it out. Uh, track was nice and nice and smooth this past weekend. Uh, had a little bit of character in it, but nothing that that uh. That damaged anything or did it made the racing a lot yeah. better? I'll say that because there were there I, were guys this past it wasn't bad. There I were guys this past weekend that were trying some stuff. Let me tell you, they were yeah. they were up on they the top shelf well. in hot laps and heat races for the for the vintage guys. They were the only ones that heat raced. They were trying the top shelf. They were actually getting momentum down the back straightaway off the top of turn number two. So right. yeah, they, there was there was they're they're doing something at Sumter that's really working with the track right now because it has been as racy as it's ever been the past four or five weeks now. So yeah, yeah, hats off of them. You had a chance. Hey, you had a chance. Not really. Not <laughs> not really. Not really. I hear you, brother. I hear you. But let's let's talk about a little bit of racing from from Sumter this past weekend. Two heat races. 
for the uh, Southern Vintage Racing Series. Those two heat races were won by Adam Bowers and Eric Rogers. Rogers would uh, barely edge out Josh DeGaulle for the win in heat race number two. That would set up a feature of uh, Rogers and Bowers on the front row. And uh, Bowers would lead uh, flag to flag in his number eight B car um, with a top five of Bowers, Rogers, Stegall, uh, Dennis Williams, and Barry Powell in the top five for the uh, for the the vintage cars. And exciting to see that that brought back a lot of memories with with Sissy and myself and a bunch of race fans of cars that we saw way back in the day. She was up there talking about. Um, the guys that, that drove back in the sixties and seventies that are still, still kicking with us. And she was, she was up there talking about, uh, Dudley Hodge and, and a bunch of other names that Miss Virginia Ayers gave us, uh, Tony Truesdale and a, and a bunch of other guys that, that, uh, Sissy, I guess she's wanting to do something to commemorate their driving or something like that. So that's something to look forward to in the future. If you do follow along with the Sumter Speedway stuff, uh, then we had Thunder Bombers come out. Um, of course, they raced for the the big thousand uh, dollars a week ago, and they were they, they still came out in droves, man. Thirteen cars came out. Uh, Dalton Blakely led us to the green after qualifying on the pole. A young guy, young guy in his I believe second season racing, his first ever pole. Um, he wouldn't hold it for very very long after being uh, challenged by Walter Anderson for a number of laps up until about lap five. I think Anderson got up under him. And then there was a uh, L.J. Sonneman would come into the mix. Sonneman would get by both drivers who would also be involved in an incident that, that put Blakely out of the race and Anderson to the tail of the race. Um, but Sonneman was able to overcome that. He would restart from the number one spot and he would lead the green light checkered and win the race. Uh, with Chris Stewart actually finishing in the second spot. That's uh, Michael Stewart's brother, Chris, finishes in the second spot. Charles Nicholson in third. Anderson was fourth. And uh, Justin Amerson makes it into the top five. He'll finish fifth. Uh, two two front-wheel drive races on the night. Uh, Will Keller land extreme forward to the green flag. And how about this? This, is a, this was an interesting uh, story of a race. Uh, Keller got off to a great start, had a... About a two-and-a-half, three-second advantage over Joseph Thompson. Um, and then Keller's brother, Wesley, uh, he had some issues with his car. He, he slowed down on the track. It was caught over racing, but there was a slow car on the track. And Will, being in his first full season of racing, thought that that meant there was a caution, so he slowed down. And oh, Yeah, it, dude, I hated it for him. Um, I thought something was wrong with the car. That's what I announced it as because I figured that will, that's what was going on, that he had problems at the same time. But he, he admitted to me later, he said, man, I just made a bonehead move and slowed down. I thought there was a caution. And uh, Thompson was able to get around him. And Thompson would take the lead. Keller would ride second before um, before Keller ended up pulling off as we took the white flag. So Thompson would win that race over Zach Bird. Uh, John Ledwell, Brandon Glisson, and Robert Jeffcoat uh, rounding out the top five in Extreme 4. Econo 4, one of our uh, fastest growing classes, saw a rookie driver Ryan Touchberry find his uh, first career win and only his second career start. Congratulations to him. Ryan Norton finishes second. Marvelous Marty Horn in the third spot. And Super Scott, Scott Upton in the fourth spot. Paul Hewlett, a uh, two-time, or actually three-time-in-a-row winner, He'll come home in the fifth spot after having some uh, some car troubles there. 
So next, let's talk about a little bit about street stock. Hank Taylor comes down, dominates the field once again in street stock, but behind him, dude, some great racing between uh, Josh Nelms um, and Cameron Holloway. And uh, Drew Sheely was in the mix. There was a couple of the drivers. Dalton Dabbs was in the mix for a minute. But uh, the battle for second between Nelms and Holloway was one that was tremendously talked about. But uh, in the end, Taylor comes home with the win. Josh Nelms comes home second. Holloway was in the third spot. Drew Sheely finished in the fourth spot. And uh, John Harper Livingston, young driver, finishes in the fifth spot. And that led us right into Super Street. Now, if you if you didn't know, Matt, a lot of these drivers um, that run in the street stock class, they can also run in Super Street. The rules are very, very similar. Well, not very, very similar, but the most of the street stock cars can check. All they really have to do between the classes is in... Super Street, you can run a four-barrel carburetor on a crate motor and pretty much any other motor for that matter. But in Street Stock, if you run a built motor, or actually, excuse me, let me let me take that back a little bit. On a built motor in Super Street, you can run a four-barrel carburetor on a built motor. In Street Stock, you have to run a two-barrel. There's a couple other differences, but that, that's the big major one that always scares everybody off. But a lot of these, uh, a lot of these Street Stock drivers have been trying their hand at Super Street, and it was Cameron Holloway who took... The edge this time over Hank Taylor. Um, Tony Truett made a challenge in there as well. Um, he finished in the third spot. Dalton Corsi, uh, he came from deep in the field to finish fourth. Stephen Kopach came from tenth to finish in the fifth spot in the uh, in the Super Street main event. Excuse me. Uh, modified four had four cars. Miles Mintz led flag to flag over a field of Tommy Bell, Michael Whitehill, and Josh Williams. And that's Miles' is, I believe third win so far of the season. So hey, I'm about ready to see old Miles uh step it up here and move into uh, do what do what his cousins and his daddy did, move up into a late model here, Matt. What you what you think about that one for old Miles? I know you've gotten to know him just a little bit as well. Um I mean not too much. I I've played I racing with him and James, you know, mm -hmm. times. Um I mean, yeah, he's 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 doing good where he's at. Um, feel like he'd be just as good in a late model. Coming even a, a street stock, you see a lot of these guys. A lot of guys go from from mini stock to late model, um, and I'm not I'm not quite sure why. You know, the natural progression would be, you know, mini stock, street stock. I mean, is there a natural progression in racing anymore? No, there's really not, dude. I mean, the yeah, a, the overall no natural progression, it, there really isn't. I mean, the overall progression, like back in the day, you started out, you know, a lot of people started out front-wheel drive, then they jump up to a rear-wheel drive car and a mini stock, then they'll go to a, a V8 car, then a street stock, and, and then they'll work their way up all the way to late model. But you see guys now that just get a little bit of money and, and buy into a late model and, and Man, drive I've it, seen, and that's where they start, you know? I've seen videos of nine-year-olds racing a super late model. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I would love to see that one. I want to see Trey Mills get behind a super. He has. Can, has he? Yes. I thought he was just running uh, 602, 604 stuff. Oh, he's raced supers. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's a, That young man's got a ton of potential. Um, there were there, There's a bunch of kids that got potential, man. The Dalton and Ethan Wilson, those two, so much potential. We talk about them a lot. Um, Dalton was looking really good uh, for the uh, the Dirt Lake Model Dream qualifiers, and uh, hope, I, I'm sure that those he would in fact was looking very much forward to tonight at Cherokee. Unfortunately, 
that one gets rained out. Uh, a lot of the other guys were looking forward to Cherokee too, man. I was, I've been seeing stuff all week from Ferguson, Ivy, um, even some of the Luke Soul regulars. They were all looking very much forward to Cherokee tonight, but unfortunately, that one rained out. No makeup date was uh, was announced. Going back to what you were saying though about the progression, I mean, I I went from a go kart to a V eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and that, that no, that's that's pretty no, much the natural progression nowadays. Yeah. Because well, a, a lot of kids are starting now in like the, the 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 Thunder Bomber classes and all, which is fine. That that's what I would prefer to do over doing the the mini stock thing into it. I'd rather start at, at that level rather than have so much of a so much of a difference, especially it, for those kids that come from like front wheel drive, rear wheel drive. It's a completely different learning oh, system. Yeah. Completely, di- and that that's where a lot of people either make it or break it in racing is whether or not a lot of the different classes is a very different drive style yes 100 percent. that's my dad's always said you know and and i'm sure this won't ever happen but my dad Mm -hmm. said if someone ever offered you to drive something else he was like personally i wouldn't do it Mm because that might mess up your your driving for the late model yep well it's it's so much different in fact even with the um the v8 classes like I've been talking to Blake Roark, who was who's supposed he, he's going to be a guest on the show one day. So y'all hold me to that. I'm going to get Blake in here one day very soon. But even talking to him, dude, he's telling me about the differences. Even jumping from a, a stock eight car to a street right. stock car, it was he said it was such a learning curve, especially like turning the car and putting the power down that was in the new car. He he wasn't quite used to it yet, but yeah, it, it, there's just a lot of stuff you got to learn in between all these classes. And for guys that are able to do multiple classes and be consistently fast in multiple classes that that says a lot about them dude yeah that says a a whole lot about them but back to sumter here one more race to talk about it was the uh the late model main event uh 15 or actually 20 laps for 10 late models at sumter which is another very very good uh turnout for the late model division at the sumter speedway david linville would uh, qualify on the pole and lead us to the green flag for the second weekend in a row, but unfortunately for him, incident on lap number one would see him restart from the tail. Austin Mintz would pick up the lead, and he would sail off into the sunset, some would say, or sail off into lap traffic as it caught lap traffic at about the 10-lap the mark. He was being trailed by Jordan Yawn in the G2G car, and Brian Ridgway had, had made his way into the top three, and and then it, it was apparent at that point, working in the laps 12 and 13, that Ridgeway was the fastest car on the track with the other two in uh, in heavy lap traffic. Mintz was working his way around lap traffic. Jan was working her way around it as well. And uh, Ridgeway caught up to the back end of it. First few cars let him by pretty easily. And uh, as Ridgeway continued to be the fastest car on the track, we went into the three-lap-to-go point, and he was catching Jan very quickly, got into a got – got with to within about – a car length and a half to two car lengths and uh, Ridgeway was trying to get past a lap car and the uh, the lap car and him got tangled up there in turn number three he would uh would crash down into the guardrail and uh, that would that would end his charge towards the front he would have to restart at the tail of the field for the uh the green white checkered start and uh i think he would make his way back up to the fifth spot yes he would Ridgeway would make his way up back up to the fifth spot with uh, Austin Mintz going back to victory lane. Another fun fact, I talked to Austin after this race, he hadn't even raced between his two wins at Sumter. He told me, you remember, Matt, okay, 
last weekend, what did you say? You said there was a chance that Justin shows up, but you didn't see Austin Mintz race in a regular race at Sumter, did you not? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. At that shot. Oh. I, I talked to him at the race. I said, you proved, you proved everybody wrong. He said, what you talking about? I said, well, I was told the other night, uh, and it's on the internet that you wouldn't show up at Sumter for a regular race. He said, man, I hadn't even been racing since that, uh, since that 602, um, series race here, car hadn't come out the trailer. And I just decided to come race it this weekend and, and he went to victory lane. Uh, so a good win for, for Austin Mintz. He comes home with a win. Yawn comes home second. Uh, Terry Caples Jr. would ride in the third spot and finish there. Uh, Ridgeway would, uh, actually, excuse me. Taylor Wood would uh, get around Caples. Taylor Wood, our week one winner, he would finish in the third spot after a good late race drive. Caples finishes fourth. Ridgeway comes back home to finish in the top five. And that was your, that was your racing at Sumter this past weekend. Very, very good night of action there. Um, again, they're off this weekend. We celebrate Father's Day with a week off. And then June 25th, Matt, they, we talked about earlier, they host the Ultimate Super Late Models. Um that's going to be an exciting event. Uh, of course, I will be there on the call for all the local action. Um, going to be streaming. I, uh, I think that Flo is going to be in town. That's what I was about to say. I'm pretty sure Flo is going to be in town. Oh, they stepping on Speed 51's toes. No, 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 no. Um, Flo actually owns rights for Ultimate now. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that, that changed uh, this past offseason. Okay. Uh, Ultimate, Ultimates are owned by uh, Flo Racing now. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. I I enjoy uh, I enjoy most of the flow racing broadcasts, and a lot of the guys that work there that I've gotten to work with are very very cool people and interesting to work with. So Do they yeah, I'm broadcast glad that, all the ultimate races. They should, yeah, I think so. Except for maybe I, I some tracks that don't have maybe some tracks don't have Wi-Fi or something, so they can't. But yeah, as far as I know that I that flow. Ult, that flow <laughs> has been doing all of Ultimates races because I know for a fact they do own the rights to uh, to the Ultimate Super Late Model Series now. Um, joining the Ultimates, we have the uh, Southeastern Hornet Association Hornets. Uh, they they'll be running with our Econo Four cars, the closest match to them. So we're gonna have Econo Four versus Hornets. Uh, next Saturday night, um, all local classes in action as well. Besides Econo Four, so you got Extreme Four, you got Super Street Street Stock, Thunder Bomber, you got Modified Four as well. Of course, no regular late models uh, because the Ultimates will be in town just running the one Super Late Model race this time. So yeah, that, that was Sumter. Sumter's we're we're looking up at Sumter, Matt. This is going to be an exciting, exciting couple of months here. You think about our, our next few events at the, uh, at the tough slow dirt track in the south you got ultimates coming up then we'll kick it back with the blue ridge outlaw late models uh sharp the sharp mini late models are coming to town they put on a tremendous show i said it before i'll say it again i want desperately to start them three wide for a feature because i feel like that's the only class that you can really do that with is something i mean you got the three wide start at gaffney um with the street stock stuff i i really think that the only class that you can start three wide at Sumter would be mini late models maybe extreme force what do you think yeah i mean i i, I don't know about extreme force i wouldn't do that but yeah, yeah. sharp minis yeah i mean they could do it you just ask them in the driver's meeting be like no we're gonna do it yeah we're just, i'm gonna ask them be like would anybody oppose raise your <laughs> hand if you oppose to starting three wide tonight <laughs> Nobody raises their hand. I'm doing it anyways. And get Cody to make the suggestion of uh, green on third place. 
Green on third place. I love Three it. Three wide, green on third. Green, the second row middle. Or start on third. Excuse me. Start on third. Second, no, we go fifth. Second row middle. Yeah. The middle guy in the second row. Go. That would be freaking amazing. That's a little oh, inside man. joke from our little iRacing yes. group. Yes, it is. I love it, though. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, so we got a bunch of bigger stuff as well. I think we got modifieds one more time with the uh, the Southeastern Modified Series. They'll be in the house. Then we got a couple of special races. Of course, the uh, the Frankie Fry Street Stock Race. We got the Gibbons Family Memorial in October. We got the Vern Gettings Race in November. So the, the season's starting to, to hit that downward spiral or a downward climb at Sumter. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the for the next couple of weeks. What do you mean by that? Of racing. The downward slide? Yeah. We're at the halfway point of the season. We're over the hill. It's uh, all downhill from here. For, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. It's all downhill for, for Sumter schedule. Yeah, because y'all don't race in September, do you? Do not. No, do not race in September. Um, That's generally been one of the yes, hottest months uh, of the year, so we try to take it off as much as we can. Tell about July is. Nah, September, dude, September's usually terrible. It really, um, like, right before it turns cooler again, September's usually a terrible. Yeah, that, that usually takes, that's a big chunk out of the schedule, though. Yeah, it is, man. So, real quick, before we get into some, uh, some of the stuff that we'll talk about right before the show wraps up here tonight, Matt, uh, of course, you were in action, not quite where some of the fans thought you were going to go, but talk us yeah. through your night at Lakeview. Of course, you had a couple of, uh, Couple of hiccups, a couple of things that you weren't too happy about. So let, let's give you, I'm gonna give you the spotlight here. Let's go over it. All right. So we get there, we get unloaded. We find out on the way there that they put us on hot lap qualifying. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, but we get there, we get unloaded. Uh, wait, no. Let me rewind. So. At Friendship, remember I was saying I was having trouble with my starter. Mm-hmm. So I went this past week and I replaced starter and the flywheel. All right, so I get all that changed out. And I go to try to crank it and it still doesn't work. What I forgot to do was change the gear that's in between the flywheel and the starter. I didn't even think oh. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously still having starter issues. So I have to get pushed off every time. Well, we get pushed off, uh, go to line up in the grid or yeah, I go to line up in the grid. I'm sitting to the side cause I'm trying to let my motor warm up a little bit. And when I go to a pull up, notice my steering wheel get is a little tight. The uh-huh. next thing I know, my dad walks up, power steering belt in his hand oh wow i was in the next group to go out so i just peeled off went around the infield went back park um got a got out the car tried to find a belt there was a parts trailer there they didn't have one went outside um tried to get see if uh michael marlowe had one and he he let me borrow one, but it was a little bit too long. And then a good friend of mine who we've been my whole racing career we've been friends with because they race go karts with us. Um, Mister uh, Johnny Moore, not not the one that drives a super street car, but the one that uh dad they call him Big Johnny. So 
he he comes down there. He says he's got the right size belt. So we take the trans. He helps me take the transmission out, and we get it out. Get the belt changed. Obviously, qualifying's over with. Yep. So me not being on the track at all, and the next thing that was up was the race. I tried to go get a. Uh, See if I could get like two laps just so I could get a feel for the car, know what it's doing, know how the track is, know where to, mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. They tell me no. Well, that, I mean, that really frustrated us. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, we got a it lot of It wasn't like they were on a time crunch or anything. I mean, they, they could have, they could have afforded to give a couple one of laps, but one of the, one of the, one of the things they said was, well, if the other guys saw, you know, you out there, they'd say, oh, well, I got mechanical problems, too. I need to go back out there. And but sure, a guy sure. that hadn't been able to cut laps at all. I mean, they, most of them right. would understand I, that. I, I, uh, I don't know. Well, my whole thing, my whole thing was, <laughs> I said, I told my dad, I said, I mean, they're going to come up to the track, see, it's me, and be like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, he, ain't, he ain't nothing to worry about. No, I ain't worried about him. But you were, man. The, obviously, so, you rolled off last for the feature, right? Yep. There was there was 12 cars. Um, I started 12th. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I told my parents, I said, I'm going to just lag back on the start. I'm going to drive it hard, lap one. If it, you know, if it handles, I'm going to stay. If it doesn't, I'm going to get off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We complete lap one. All right, so we take the green flag. We go through one and two. I pass two cars. Mm-hmm. And we go into turn three. And I see I'm gaining on this dude way too fast going into the corner. <laughs> so I jump up to his outside and pass him, which that, that was three cars in one lap. I said, well, might as well stay out here. Um, so the track was absolutely rough. I mean, I'm not trying to talk bad. I know, you know, crap happens, you know, it's not yep. that sometimes it's not controllable. I get That's that. That's right. And I'm not talking bad about them, but the track was, <laughs> track was rough. It looked like a dirt bike track going through the corners. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it, I'll put it to you this way in the race. I didn't touch a car. I didn't touch guardrail or a wall and i still got front end damage <laughs> i mean my, my the the lip on my nose was curled up under it dang yeah i johnny was behind me for a few laps and yeah uh, I, I, I can't see anything about it bro we we had our uh we had our fair share of nights like that so far this year too so what and that goes back we've been having this conversation yeah we, we've had this conversation a bunch tracks are kind of struggling right yeah. now because the weather's been so weird. The the humidity in the air, the the dirt is acting differently. It seems right now. So a lot of tracks are struggling with uh with with the uh the character development of their yeah. racetracks right now. You remember you remember what Davenport said about Eldora? That's right. Yep. It's <laughs> pretty much the same case for for late. I mean, again, I'm not complaining and I'm not talking junk about them. It it uh-huh. they can't control it sometimes. So I mean, it is what it is. We all had to race on the same surface. Uh-huh. Um, so with that being said, I um 
we're about 19 laps in and I don't know where I'm running. I'm probably running like eighth at this point. Okay. Um, we have a caution and right time the caution comes out, my left rear goes down. Well, it turns out it didn't blow or anything. It just popped off the inside bead. Uh huh. So I go in, get the tire change, which I'm just saying that was the first time I've ever had to get a tire change during a race. Hmm. So get my tire changed and big shout out to, um, Albert Brayfield of Joe Ward, um, Chris Miller, Chance, my cousin Chance, um, you know, for helping me get that, get that changed and get me back out there real quick. Like, um, I go back out there for some reason, I don't get my spot back. Um, I wasn't a reason for the caution, but you still went into, went into pit. Yeah, I don't. I'd have to look at the rules for that. I don't. I don't know if that's a thing or not. But I know that that's know. the rule at Sumter. If you go into pit, you start at the rear. So it's probably the same at Lakeview. Maybe I don't know. Anyways, I go back out there and <clears throat> back where I was where I started the race. Mm-hmm. But I ended up in the last eleven laps, working my way back up to a sixth place finish, which, all things considered, was a win for me. And the the thing I looked at was, um, I said, if you take out all the out-of-towners, I won that race. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> I was, man. I was the first local. Okay. <laughs> but that, that was only because uh, Johnny uh, had a mishap before the race started, and he didn't get out there in time. When he got out on the track, 10 laps were already completed. Oh, I got you. I got Very you. unfortunate Tough luck. So who ended up uh, winning that race? Uh, Michael freaking Rouse, dude. Of course he did. Eighth win on the season. <laughs> of course he did. I mean, if you're talking about Lakeview, it's either Rouse, Mitchell, or uh, Thomas, usually. Uh, Milliken, right. he's won there a couple of times. There's some other guys that have won there a couple of times. Johnny's won there a bunch. Um, so, yeah, of course, of course it was Michael freaking Rouse winning again at Lakeview. Congrats hey. to him the roll here lately man yes he is we we've been talking about him he's one of those guys that that easily yeah you have three races for him that's right at least if if not more because remember he won twice two weeks ago he won a friday night race at dixie land he won a sunday night race at fayetteville and now he races like i said i it's coming man i told you it was coming Uh uh-huh what's that a good run a good run for you or michael rouse winning Went Michael Rouse winning. Now that that is a good, it was a good run for me. I I I think that was my first top ten of the season. <laughs> uh, didn't you finish top ten at Sumter one time? I've only raced you, no, you only raced year. Sumter for the. Uh, I thought you came for another week. Never mind. I finished eleventh yeah. at Carolina. That's the closest I've been to. A That's top right. 10 yeah. This year. That's right. Well, other than okay. Saturday at Lakeview. Yep. Okay. So, um, anything else you want to cover from Lakeview? Of course, there were um, Dalton there were Hodge a few other drove races. His freaking tail off. Yes, he did, dude. He, Dalton he led the first part of the race, then he ended up slipping up in turn one, going a little mm-hmm. bit too high um, on a restart, uh, which put him back in third. Then they had another caution, and they took the green flag. And man, there was a car on the bottom, a car on the top. Dalton said, "Huh." Y'all leaving the door open in the middle. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, uh, dude, that was um, drives right by them and takes it home for the women. That was yeah, that it was, was awesome. uh, it was it was Jason Brown and um, Jason Brown and Derek Kemper. Derek Kemper, yeah, yeah, Jason Brown and Derek Kemper that gave Dalton an absolute run for his money, but of course then, Sumter County, baby, Sumter County comes out on top. Then modifieds Albert, who owns the car that um, Jonathan Ward's been driving, okay, past, uh, to this year and last year. Um, he ended up winning the 602 mods. That was his first time did. Yep. in the car since 2020. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Um, street oh, stops, for- that was what? How could I forget, man? We, we talked about Rouse and, and Thomas and Mitchell. How do we forget about Sean Harrell, dude? Sean Harrell oh, finished yeah. second in that race. He was lightning quick, too. I'll be honest. Rouse beat he him was... by less than a second. Steve Benal. Oh, man. Steve Benal was there, too. I yeah. forgot about that. Benal, I of course, won a, a big race at Sumter. Dude, that's a, that's a trip for Steve Benal. He's up from around Rock Hill. That is a haul. I'm I'm honestly surprised yeah. that he made it, but but all he showed up and all showed out. That's for sure. Finished top five. Yeah, all the all the Blackwells did really good as well. Uh, so that, yeah, that sounds no. like a pretty good race. I don't think they all finished top five. I I don't know. It don't matter. There's there's three three of them they, they all ran very oh. well. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Timmy and Chris finished fourth and fifth. I don't know about the other. If there was another Blackwell that raced, no, Zach wasn't racing. My Zach wasn't. Right. It was just Timmy and Chris. That's right. Um, so tell us about some of these other races because I saw. Um, oh. Street they had an interesting was, street stock race. There you go. Yeah, street stock was was a good race too. Um, you saw Daryl Moran lead uh, all but all but one. Um, uh-huh. Late in the uh, late in the race, on the last lap, Daryl's coming. Mister Daryl's coming around. He was in turn three. Caution comes out. The cars uh, stopped in turn four. And this was on the last lap. Once he came out of turn four, he was taking a checker. Uh-huh. But they throw the caution. On the restart, they start them single file, and they're throwing the uh, green and the white together. Okay. So that happens. He goes down into turn one, slips up, and here comes Michael Butler charging. Wow. It, That's exciting. I hated it for Mr. Daryl, but, I mean, it, it's a close race. I'm happy for Michael too. He's been he's been itching oh, yeah. for a win all season, you know. I think oh, yeah. they they got one at at Fayetteville not too long ago, but he's been looking for one at Lakeview for the longest. So uh, congratulations to Butler. Um, as, Stock uh, as he won that one. had a Rocky Gasquin win. I don't remember mm-hmm. who all finished where. Um, I don't know about the vintage because they they have so many different vintage classes out there. Yo. I can't keep up with it. So I got that's you. That's one reason why I don't go over to vintage classes when I'm hey, the vintage that. class that race there, Bell and Bell, they've been around forever. They don't do oh, yeah. They don't do live timing scoring. They do all hand scoring. So well, we they can't do really live scoring, them. but but it's but never on race there, there, there's more than one class in each group that goes out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a lot of winners and stuff, so I I can't keep up with it. But one thing I did see was uh the McCumbie fella. I can't remember his first name. Uh, he, Jeremy Cumby, yeah, him. He um, he started on pole, I want to say, and then uh-huh. ended up spinning out twice, going to the back twice. Uh huh. Still won the race, dude. That's awesome. That was awesome that's, to watch. I sat there and watched right there, that. Son. Yeah, that, that was, is that absolutely dumb. Yeah, that, 
That kid's fast. I've interviewed him a couple times. He's he's won at Lakeview before. So I, yeah, he's he is lightning quick. And then you all had what one or two other races. I know you had Super Street with uh, Chris Powers getting the victory yep. over Benji Thompson and Johnny Moore. And they had what else did we have here? You said Stock V8. Of course, you said Gasky won. Blaze Bryant was second. Chip Finoff in the third spot. And I think that about covers it yeah, from uh, Lakeview. Sure Just one other track to talk about from this past weekend. Uh, Lancaster had uh, Brandy Baker win in the Renegade Division, Timbo second, Jonathan Henson third. Uh, in the Vintage Class, Elias Grant wins over Andy Templin and Travis Brown. Uh, Pure Stock, Peebo Johnson back to victory lane, John Mullinax second, Wiley Cook third. Uh, limited late models, Timbo over Mike Huey and Kevin Godwin. Uh, Thunder Bomber, Hunter Funderburk over Benji Knight and Shane Vaughn. Uh, Crate Sportsman, Jacob Cato over Jamie Tomasin and Bryson Sweat. And your Hornet feature, Dan Benson over Brad McManus and uh, TJ Ellis. But actually on the track, it was Chris Baker going to Victor Lane, and then Baker was protested and promptly thrown out. Uh, of course, you can't run uh, an SEDRA car at Lancaster anymore, not that you really could in the first place, but Baker has <laughs> a has a very fast car set up for for, uh, for SEDRA stuff, and they run the Seahaw rules. So he was thrown out on the night, but he did say that he made his point, so... Hey, power to him. Uh, Matt, real quick before we close out the show, I asked you about this before we got on air tonight. Uh, so real quick before we end the show here tonight, Matt Bridgen, I, I want to I get some word from you, and I'll, I'll chime in on this one as well. But we were talking before the show, Matt. What is currently your Mount Rush model of, we'll start with, with dirt racing in general, not just late model. So let's go dirt racing. Mount Rushmore, give me four drivers that you think are the absolute best. All right. So, I put a lot of thought into this. Um, okay. So, for my dirt, obviously, I'm going to have Scott Bloomquist on there. I mean, okay, okay. Then, right now, Nick Hoffman's the dominant and modified, so he's okay. got to go up. Okay. Um, Michael, or uh, Mike Duvall. Michael, Mike, I don't know. What, what Mike Duvall, yeah, Mike Duvall. Mike Duvall. Um, obviously a pioneer in late model racing. He even, That's right. you know, he, he even mentored Scott Bloomquist a little bit. So that I mean, he did. Yep. Obviously you got to put him up there and I don't know if you think I know about this guy or not. Steve mm. Kinzer. Okay. Huh? Most <laughs> dominant sprint car. Driver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't have a dirt Mount Rushmore and not put him on it, no matter where you're from. Sure. I was I was going to go sprint car driver, but a little bit different. You see, I'll, Let me guess, I'll, I'll I, I might as well not even speak anymore, Matt. You <laughs> figured it all out. So, yes, I'll agree with you on two. I will put Bloomquist and Duval on my, dirt, on my Mount Rushmore of dirt racers. They are both up there. Third guy, obviously, I talked about him in the past. Uh, Billy Moyer, Billy Moyer Sr., in my opinion, the best dirt late model driver of all time. And Donnie Schatz, who has won the World of Outlaws, what, 15 times? Not as much what? as Steve Kenzer, that's all I know. Nah, not as much as Steve Kenzer, but <laughs> Schatz was, was that guy that I grew up he, watching, and he was my favorite. I mean, those two names, you can't think of sp dirt sprint car racing without thinking of Donnie Schatz and Steve Kenzer. I mean, and, and even, you, you know. Can't. 
Even if you're not a sprint car racing a lot either. Even if you're not a sprint car fan, you still know those two names. You do, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about sprint cars a lot, but those two, those are two of the the more mainstay guys that everybody knows about. I mean, obviously now you got you've got you've had Larson for the past few years, Logan Schuhart, and. Uh, um, Tyler Courtney, Brad Sweet's been a big one, David Gravel, all those guys, but none of them can compare to either one of those two names, uh, uh, point blank, period. Um, now, if we go racing in general, let's throw a little asphalt into the mix. We go racing right. in general, Matt, so you can all mix right. the dirt guys and the asphalt guys. So we go racing well, in general. Give me the, yeah, the Mount Rushmore right. here. Any racing. So you can't think of NASCAR and not think of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Sure. I mean, might not have had the best stats and all, but he but was, he was, much he was the most feared and most well-respected driver of all time. Um, now I'm not an F1 fan per se, but I used to get the the you games and say what I think you're about to say. Yes, if you say Mario Andretti, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I used to play the, the I, F1 games. I felt to Mario Andretti coming, and I knew I knew this was a big name. Um, but, uh, Michael Schumacher. Okay, okay, I can see it. I can see I, it. So yeah, that's him. Um, uh, one of my personal favorites, Kale Yarborough. <laughs> he was on mine. I don't. We're not well, friends anymore. He, Obviously, I got to pick him. I mean, yeah, no. I've been to the man's house. I've seen his trophy room. <laughs> <laughs> and look at yeah, Kale I mean, that, still was, kicking too. That's that's amazing. That dude. was one of the most coolest experiences of my life. I'd, I'd my love to have had a connection to Kale, and he got us over, showed us his whole entire garage, uh-huh. went to his house, saw his trophy room, um, walked around his pond. You know, it, it it was definitely one to remember. Dude, I would love to get Kale to Sumter Speedway again. That that'd be before oh, he passes or before we shut down. If if he's ever able to, I'd love to get him out there. Look, look I've tried. Hey, really? Yeah, he. I don't think he's into racing. I, th- I really don't think he gets out much anymore either. So, that too. I mean, he um, may if he, if if any of our people want to reach out to his people and, and try to set that up, go for it. But yeah, I'd love to get him out there to do a, a, like a Kale. A Kelly Arborough night at Sumter Speedway at some point because obviously that's one of the the places that he mainstayed before he joined the NASCAR tour back in the sixties. All right, and for my number four pick, which is really number one, saving the best for last year. Okay. Um, Jeff Gordon. Personally, the most knowledgeable, the best to ever do it, um, the smartest person to ever step foot in a race car. To Best person I ever set foot in a race car. Why? David Pearson. Oh. Okay. That's just my opinion now. David Pearson, hmm. I, big David Pearson fan. I wish I, I wish I was around to see him race. Okay. Yeah. If I had a I time machine, I right, well, I, I'd, yeah. I'd go see him race for sure. Yeah, dude, I, I would love to see David go back way back in time. If I had a time machine and see David Pearson race, that was. That was a sight back in the day. Uh, good pick. I wasn't expecting David Pearson. That's a great pick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. All right, now, so I guess I had to follow that great list up. We'll go four <laughs> drivers. We'll, we'll, okay, so you stole one of mine. Kale Yarborough was on there. Um, Richard Petty was also on there. So you got Yarborough and Richard Petty. Um, 
and then I will I will continue on the trend that Billy Moyer is one of my favorite race car drivers of all time. I'll put him on there as well. And then number four, hmm. Since you stole him from me in your dirt thing, I might have to steal him back. And I'll, I'll put I'll put Mike Duvall in there. Um, okay. I was thinking about going Little Ed Gibbons because of his domination, but uh, Duvall had a couple more wins, so I'll put Duvall on there. But okay. uh, honorable mention, honorable mention to Little Ed. Gotcha. Yeah, honorable mention to Little Ed. And uh, it's about that time, guys. So that there's our there's our Mount Rushmores of racing. Um, the, it's it's about to that time here, Matt. Do you have anything else you want to cover on the program before we uh before we get going here? Yes, I do, and I can't believe you forgot about it. I'm I'm giving you the open floor, buddy. What is it? Uh, remember what we talked about last week in that uh, that letter from Dirt Car? That's right. So Kyle Hammer made a post on Facebook, and mm-hmm. it pretty much <clears throat> excuse me, it pretty much to a T is what I said. I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you saw this or not. I tagged you in a few of them. There were so many fights. We are getting into the point of the season where this stuff is even hurting the pockets of the rich people. That's right. <clears throat> so we're going to start seeing fights happen more often. And he pretty much, he, you know, Kyle pretty much said what I said. How, how do you expect me not to get mad when drivers run me over? This one driver runs me over, you know, just about every race. Uh-huh. You know? With with prices of sheet metal at what they're at, tires, bars, shocks, I mean, whatever we get busted in a wreck, you know, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, so you said, oh, you're such a racer, but you know, I'm not the only one feeling that way. No, about, I mean, I I completely course. see both sides, but it, at the same point, a a lot of uh, a lot of fans want to see it, but a lot of fans don't want to see it at the uh, at the same time, you know, because I mean, we had an incident. Not going to say any names or really say what somebody did, but. There was something that turned a lot of fans off, but also turned a couple of fans on. So there, there's two sides, there's two flips right. to to every single coin coin there, man. Well, I'm not saying Kyle Hammer was saying he was going to get out and fight, but what he's saying is that they they need to they should have come come about that in a different way, in a different tone. That well, you, you know, but now of, you it rubbed me the wrong way. So I can't imagine how the people that actually run in that series felt about it. Yeah, true. And I mean, you kind of have to expect it with the landscape of racing right now. I mean, kids are racing with a lot less respect. But I mean, dude, if you look at it 20 years ago, these guys were out here, they were beating and banging just as much, but nobody really got mad about it because they all knew that that was a part of racing. Go out, junk your stuff, rebuild it, race the next week. They just kind of knew that's how it was. That's not really how it is anymore with the amount of money that these people have in these cars. They hold a lot more a lot more feelings towards all of it and they get frustrated and, and let a rip. And I mean, some of these guys don't have any business fighting anybody. Uh, but the ones that do make their point very clear. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just something that's been on my mind. Cause like I said, it rubbed me the wrong way. I, d- I didn't like that. Yeah. I, d- they I mean, came out, came out with a, a, a different tone. They should have, you know, something along the lines of, you know, we'll work with y'all if y'all work with us. Uh huh. You know, it, it's it's like a fifty fifty thing. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll see in the next couple of weeks where that goes in terms of uh, public perception. We'll also see this weekend some pretty good racing. Uh, you got 
Lancaster. They have their buddy Kurt Memorial with the Monster Mini Stock Association. That's going to be a show to see if you're in that area. A couple other tracks racing this weekend, I believe. Matt is Lakeview. I think they're racing this weekend, correct? No, they're racing next weekend. No, so they're off this weekend. They're they're back next weekend as well. So, yeah, just a few other tracks. Of course, uh, Gaffney, they're off. They were supposed to race tonight. Not going to race. Not sure about Lawrence or any other tracks. But, yeah, if you're in the Lancaster area, go, uh, go check out MMSA. And shout out to some of my buddies that are working that one. Matt Wheeler's going to be on the call for that. So that's going to be an absolute blast. Also, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there that are listening Father's to the Day. show. Huh? I was saying happy Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day, Matt. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there listening to the show. hope your kids or wife, girlfriend, or whatever gets you something nice to celebrate the day. And uh, I'm going to enjoy my week off and, and celebrate with my father as uh, as as we continue to, uh, I guess, battle COVID in the house. Of course, I don't have it. Hopefully, I don't catch it. And I'm able to go back to work next Monday and able to have some fun next Saturday night at the Tough Soda Dirt Track in the South. Matt, we hope to... To see you racing somewhere sooner. Are you racing anytime soon, Matt? Um, if I get, I'm not, I'm not going to rush it, mm-hmm. but if I do by chance have the car ready by next Thursday, I will race at Lakeview. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. When's the next uh, series race for your uh, 604 series? July 23rd. So I got a July while. 20th. Oh, you got a while for that. That's at Lancaster, right? Yeah. Ooh. No, that's at Gaffney. Oh, I'll say Gaffney, okay. But they, they do go to Lancaster. I'm excited for that one. I guess I want 20th. I want to see you. I want to see you at Lancaster. I'm gonna have to take a night off and, and go to that one. Cause I dude, I, I wanna see you at Lancaster. I wanna see how that goes. So that's gonna be fun, what, guys. You don't think I can do it? I think you're gonna have I think the first time you come off the track, your eyes gonna are gonna be as big as your head. <laughs> like that's what I'm waiting because you have not experienced anything like that. You think you know speed? Yeah. Go go race that and tell me about speed. Those cars fly. <laughs> I do, yeah, we, we talked about it before. That That's the main reason that uh, these bigger series don't want to go back there and, unless it gets a little bit slower and the walls are a little safer and all. But, yeah, that place, you fly at that place. I'm excited to see you race there. But, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this weekend, of course. Uh, do whatever you can. Get out, watch some racing in your local area. Of course, next uh, next Thursday we'll be back with another another episode of Talking Dirt. Hopefully, next time we will have a special guest. That'll be Blake Roark, driver of the number twenty two car at Sumter and surrounding tracks. So, I guess for myself, Ryan Williams, my co host Matt Pridgen, this has been episode nine of Talking Dirt. We'll catch you next Thursday. Peace out, everybody. Don't forget to rate and review. Yeah, rate and review. Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever else you're listening on, give us a rating and a review. Um, also, if you guys want to, uh, dang, I, we were closing it out, but Matt gave me some more ideas. If you guys want to <laughs> um, to ask Matt or I any questions, um, you can send your questions over to asktalkingdirt at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get your guys' questions and all on the show. So, yeah, ask us anything, and we'll answer it on the show. But I think that's going to do it, Matt. Anything else before I close it for the second time? Yes. Hmm. Another thing we forgot. I forgot this one too. Bowman Gray next year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dirt for the trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup. Yeah, but they're not. Are they running any um, local class stuff on dirt? I don't think so. Oh, that's not, not, not cool. at not at the moment. They might, but I don't know. But still, the, the Cup cars on Bowman Gray, and it's got dirt. Yeah, that's gonna be that place is tiny. Uh, so I'm um, that's gonna be fly. difficult. Uh, LA Coliseum vibes there. 
Ellie, Co- yeah, Ellie Coliseum vibes with dirt on it. That's... Now, are they gonna, are they going to bank the dirt, or are they going to leave it at a zero degree banking? I think I think they're going. They, well, they if probably... they leave it at a zero degree banking, it's that's not going to be that great. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a wreck fest. But I mean, that's Bowman Gray. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right. That's Bowman Gray. But we don't talk about Bowman Gray a lot because it's asphalt. But as far as like, aside from all the dirt tracks that we know and love, Bowman Gray Stadium is probably the best. The like the best asphalt. Uh, it's the only place there. that that's the only asphalt track that sells out. It's the only asphalt track that interests me as well. So I mean, yeah, Bowman Gray is gonna be exciting. Anything else before we go here tonight, Matt? think that's it think that's it all right well we're gonna go ahead and get out of here and try to get this episode up for your guys viewing pleasure and if you're hearing this then i was able to accomplish that mission so yeah give us a a rating and a review on apple podcast spotify google podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast and we will catch you next saturday have a good evening ladies and gentlemen later later gators gators